Welcome to the Practical Mystic Show, where we bring you simple tips and techniques from around the globe to help practical people deal with extraordinary experiences. And now, your favorite scientist, shaman, and sacred clown, and also the show's host, Janine Bolin. Hey, welcome back to the Practical Mystic Show, brought to you by yours truly, Janine Bolin and the Eight Gates. This is the show where we integrate the world of mysticism into everyday life using tips, tricks, and techniques of the ancient masters, as well as modern millennials. So if you think you've gone crazy, if you see things, hear things, and feel things that others around you don't, then this is the show where you are welcome to be a part of us. Today, we are so lucky. We have a guest that is joining us from Loveland, Colorado, where she helps people like you at her business by teaching tarot classes, and she operates in three different locations. But before we get to Elisa Boraleski and all the stuff, she has to offer first we're going to have a word from our sponsor learn how to live your future now through purposeful change with the eight gates this world guarantees changes will happen in your life and the eight gates guides you through these changes safely it's done with clarity and direction through customized programs involving face-to-face meetings online classes book tutorials meditation techniques spiritual awakening and a vast referral network of shamans psychics healers and spiritualists to fit your individual needs this process of transformation is available to you today book a free 30-minute phone consultation at the eightgates.com I'm so excited today about the guest that we have. Her name is Elisa Boraleski, and she comes to us from Loveland, Colorado. She is an exceptional psychic or intuitive tarot card reader. I have had the good pleasure of being able to sit beside her while we were working at a psychic fair, and I have been able to participate in some of her readings, and it's been a delight to not only get to know her better, but to also have her on the show today. So welcome to the show, Elisa. Hey, Janine. Yes, as you can hear, I am from the East Coast. There you go. (laughs) When I first met you, I really enjoyed being able to call you Brooklyn because you were from New York and you were always talking about your accent. And yeah, it was one of my fond memories of first meeting you. Okay, thank you very much. It stands out out here in Loveland, Colorado. Just a little. Well, I would just love for you to share with the listeners, uh, you know, how did you get interested in mysticism or how did you develop your own spirituality? What what was some of the things that helped you? Well, um, first I'd like to say thank you for this opportunity to share my gifts. And as we all know, everybody has these gifts. I've always had abilities when I was younger. And as a child, like um, I would get déjà vu. I was from Brooklyn, and I would be singing songs in French. So I knew something was a little different. And um, as life took over, uh, I kind of put that aside. As my children got older, and um, I thought I'd really like to pursue investigating the study of this a little more. And I said, well, I really hope something opens up in northern Colorado. And guess what? It did. And I really had the honor of taking many psychic development classes, mediumship classes, tarot development classes, Reiki master. Yes, I am a Reiki master. So everything just kind of snowballed. And people said, well, you'll be doing this, you'll be teaching this. And I said, oh, pshaw, 
but this is what I'm doing now. So it's all about, for me, helping people, giving hope and messages to people that need it, and um, connections for people who really feel that they don't have that connection, even though they do. So tell me a little bit more about your mediumship classes, because mediumship used to be very specific and used to mean discussions with the dead or being able to communicate with those that have crossed over. Do you have a different definition or do you have a more expansive definition? So what does mediumship for you mean? Well, again, through my studies, mediumship is, you are correct, speaking with people who have crossed over and um, getting information for their loved ones or information they want to impart to them or tell me a little bit about what was going on with them. Energy is energy is energy. So when it comes to mediumship and, and you're talking about, well, energy is energy is energy, kind of define that for us a little bit more. Sure, because whether you're alive, whether you're a tree, whether you've crossed over, energy can never be created or destroyed. So that energy is still existing, and we can always tap into that. And even though people might think this is an extraordinary gift, I do believe we all possess it. We just have to be focused and, you know, educate ourselves how to get there. Well, speaking about educating yourself, you talked about how you had to go through a lot of classes. So uh, how long did it take you with the classes you took and with your particular emphasis, how long did it take you to kind of mature your gifts to a level where you felt confident to, to share them with people outside family and friends? You know, I've been studying the disciplines that I mentioned before. I also studied astrology, not in depth as in some of the other disciplines. I would say for about six, seven years with different teachers, and the objective was never to be doing this on my own. It was just always so interesting and developing my own gift. And then I had a mentor who told me, you need to be out there doing this. And I was like, what? (laughs) You know, and everybody has their different perspectives and viewpoints, and we have to honor that. But, you know, I take this very seriously. I'm very respectful of how I do my work. I always like to try and work with higher vibration energies and archangels and things like that. So somebody, one of my mentors, is like, said, you need to be out there. You need to get in office. Uh, And I was like, yeah, sure. (laughs) You know, like most people would do. And I don't know if you would like me to let your listeners know, but I was a special education teacher for many years. And I'm still licensed in the state of Colorado. And so that was very preoccupying my time and things kind of switched there. And now I'm retired from there and ta-da, here I am. (laughs) Here I am. So kind of help us out and tell us, what is the area of focus for your gifts? Where Where do you like to focus most now? Well, first of all, I think we all should be doing, and I need to kind of beef up on it a little bit more. We all should be meditating to um, get in touch, quiet our monkey mind down, and just get in touch with spirit. And I I do psychic uh, work a lot. It depends what the client wants. You know, as you know, when you work fairs, I have a sign that I these are all the things that I do. So they kind of pick and choose what they would like and also depending who comes through. Sometimes the client wants a tarot reading for fun, but, you know, their grandmother is showing up. And so I might say to them, you know, 
somebody is here, do you want to speak with them? And so we go in that direction. So when I do readings, I can do, you know, many different modalities. I can do psychic, psychic work, tarot, which actually I'm using my psychic work in the tarot readings, which everyone should be doing, which I can explain later, and, you know, mediumship. So whatever comes through, whatever they need, however I can help, whatever the message is, that's really the objective. Right. I love that. Thank you. So we are in December, and we're getting ready to kick over into a new year. And so everybody has an opinion, of course, on you know <laughs> what, what they should do and where should they should go in the new year and that sort of thing. So I would love it if you would, because you read for so many different people and you're going to all these different psychic fairs, what are some of the questions that you're hearing most? Or if you would prefer, what are some of the answers you're giving out most? Because what I noticed with readers like yourself is that you find yourself saying the same thing to different from people, and as much as we would like to think where we're unique and we're very special, believe it or not, there are patterns that need to be changed as we move from one season of life to another. And so I was curious, are you finding a certain pattern that's uh, popping to the surface, so to speak, as people move from December of 2017 into January of 2018? You know what, Janine, you are so smart. That's what I'm going to say. And the thing that comes up a lot for me in my readings, and even for myself, because sometimes uh, when you give a message to somebody else, there's something in there for you as well. So we always need to be mindful and paying attention. What I find that I'm giving a lot, you know, when people are starting to stuck in a certain um, thought pattern or behavior, you know, I try to offer them, I'm not here to tell anybody what to do. I give information as I receive it, and what people do with it, that is their intention, that is their prerogative. But what I have been finding a lot when people come to me and they're distraught or in cycles, the one thing that I think kind of helps jar them out of that is you need to ask yourself, does this continue to serve me? Do do these thoughts continue to serve me or do they no longer serve me? Does this action no longer serve me? And it really gives people pause and makes them think, wow, I didn't even think of that. Is Is this really for your highest good to have these thoughts? Is this for your highest good? And I also try which, which has come up a lot, one way to break these cycles besides meditation is to sit in gratitude, which is something, you know, people look at me like, what the heck? And I'm like, you know, because once you refocus on what you are thankful for and kind of fixate on that more, the other stuff kind of doesn't seem that important. So those seem to be the two big things that keep coming up in my reading. And I think are very helpful for for everyone, including myself. I agree. I I meditated for decades before I ever went out into the world and offered my metaphysical services to people because I wanted to make sure that I was coming, that I had all my own stuff cleaned up. And then I found out that, yeah, I still had a long way to go, but at the same time, I, I could be helpful and of service to others to help them with their path. So when it comes to meditation, do you have a specific meditation technique you like, or are you kind of all over the board? Do you have uh, music you listen to? Can you kind of run us through what your version of meditation looks like? 
Absolutely. Well, you know, um, I'm pretty plugged into what's happening nowadays. And, you know, whenever Oprah and Deepak have free meditation, they do free 21-day meditations. And I really find that incredibly helpful. They're guided to a certain point. They give you a mantra so you can repeat so that your thoughts aren't spinning all over the place. Um, I like what they help me focus on. And so those are the ones that I really kind of focus on. Okay. Did you have a system that you enjoyed using uh, before Oprah came out with Deepak Chopra's meditations? No, because, you know, I was so busy. I was a single mother raising two sons and working as a special education teacher, which is a very demanding occupation. And, you know, I really started, this wasn't about my spiritual development. I just had a very strong interest in these disciplines, and I wanted my own answers, as everybody wants answers. And for me, I really think it's about hope, because people, I feel, can get through, or I'm getting emotional, people can get through anything as long as they have hope, as long as they know there's light at the end of the tunnel, or what was the purpose of this? You know, um, I've had somebody I recently read for going through a very traumatic thing with their house, and really the lesson had nothing to do about the house or anything else. It had really to do about their personal development and reclaiming themselves that they had lost in the process. So things aren't always as they seem. Yeah, we do hear that a lot in this business, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when people come to me and, you know, they're distraught and, you know, why are we suffering? Why do we have to go through this? What's with these lessons, you know? And I think, you know, what I've kind of found out is all to move us in the right direction to a higher vibration because we are all connected. And um, it's really a, a magnificent thing. So... How are some ways that the spiritual community has helped you? I mean, I know how how much I've been served and how much my teachers have helped me, but when it comes to you with the path that you've walked, how has the spiritual community at large helped you? You know, I think for me, it helps to validate. We validate each other. We are on the same path, the same vibration. You know, we can question each other. We can ask each other, do you see it like this? Do you get a different perspective? And, you know, for me, it's about camaraderie and validation. And I really find that invaluable. You know, it's kind of like people who play basketball. They want to be with other people who play basketball. How do they do it better? How do they make the shots better? So we're all here to help each other and support each other. So that's, I'm very grateful for that. And we're also very like-minded. You know, we're here to serve. We're here to give messages and hopefully to raise the vibration of the planet, which we all have to do. It's all our responsibility. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, no, I get you on that one. I, I like your word validation because one of the things that I've heard in, in the circles that I work in is we're here to confirm what each other already right. know. And so right. you're using validation, though, and that's, um, I love the power of words, being a writer. I enjoy the different words and how they have different tones and how they have different meanings because, like you said, it helps change the perspective ever so slightly so that you can be just a little bit better. A lot of the times the clients know, they understand, they know, 
but they just want, you know, sometimes they're afraid to look at something or they don't understand the whole point or, you know, things can be very fearful or anxiety provoking. And they just, sometimes it's good for them to get validation. No, you're not crazy. This is happening. May I offer this? Why this might be happening? So I think it's good to validate everybody. I, I agree. As we get ready to move through the rest of these, this holiday season, are there any tips outside of meditation that you think uh, would help our listeners with family and friends? Because many of the people that are attracted to this show are in some sort of a transition where they have metaphysical gifts that are coming online or they're actually starting to have clarity on their life in ways that they didn't before. And that can sometimes set up a lot of resistance from family and friends because they're scared of change. So do you have any tips on, on what people can do to smooth over some of the relationships that may be a little rocky as they move through these transitions. Okay. You mean when people coming out and saying, well, I'm psychic, I'm a medium, things like that. Um, <laughs> well, I well think, just, you know, as you wake up, as you wake up in your own gifts, sometimes you realize a relationship that you thought looked one way was actually rather emotionally abusive. Oh, absolutely. You get clarity all of a sudden. And so what I was hopeful, because I've, I've uh, seen your work, um, I was hopeful that you could kind of give some, some tips on how people can move through those points of clarity and yet at the same time maintain their relationships. Absolutely. You came to the right place. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> well, um, first of all, what I'd like to say is you know, you have to be secure and fit in who you are. And, you know, people have said this for years, you can only be you. And people accept you and love you, that's your tribe. And people don't, oh, well. You know, you cannot get upset about people who don't validate or accept you. That's their business. That's their issue for whatever reason. But, you know, when I meet people now, and even with my family, you know, I've told them, but I say, you know, and this is who I am. And, you know, if you can accept that, that's great. And if you can't, oh, well. So I think people really have to be very centered in who they are, that this is for the betterment of all. This is connecting to spirit, you know, high vibration is good. It's going to help everybody. And just be secure in that. And again, people who can't validate you or go along with that, oh, well. So that's one thing. The other thing is, I think at the holiday time, you know, when people make us nuts, is that what you're referring to? Like when we get together with certain relatives and everything? Yes. Okay. Uh, And that comes up a bit also, especially this time of the year. And this is, again, my suggestion. And as I tell my clients, whatever I say, you can embrace it wholeheartedly or throw it out with the bathwater. You're the one who accepts or rejects what works for you. I never tell anybody they have to do anything. But in that situation, I do tell my clients, you have to detach. You know, you have to accept people for who they are at the level they're they're at. If somebody's in preschool, they're not going to be reading Shakespearean sonnets. And so we see a little kid like that, we accept it, we acknowledge it, we know it, we don't expect it. So when people show you who they are, believe it, and you have to embrace them for the level they're at. And then if 
they don't validate you or it's not jiving with you for whatever reason, you don't have to, for me, again, I'm not telling anyone else to do this. You don't have to defend yourself sitting who you are and your security and um, just detach and acknowledge their viewpoint is different. They're at a different place or a different level and that's okay. And just enjoy them for what they have to offer that you can embrace. How's that? I love it. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I uh, want the listeners to know how to get a hold of you in the future. So if they want to learn more, if they'd like a tarot card reading over the phone or something like that, how do people get a hold of you? Oh, absolutely. So my number is, everyone get a paper and pencil, 970-227-4470. Okay, so the number to reach you is 970-227-4470. Thank you so much, Elisa. I appreciate you so much for coming on to the show and reminding me of all the the wonderful times we've had together. (laughs) I appreciate it so much. And I look forward to having you on the show again in 2018 when it's time. Oh, I'm excited, and again, thank you for the opportunity. That is all the time we have for the show today. I want to thank everyone for being on with us today. Have a great day. Stay grounded here on planet Earth while each of you reach for the stars. We'll talk to you again next time, and thank you. This has been The Practical Mystic Show with Janine Bolin. For show notes, resources, and more, visit the 8 Thanks for listening.